0: All right, and my name is Richard Trucks. Uh, my wife's name is Mary Eleanor. Uh, we've been married for forty-nine years, and uh, I was a pa- I've been a pastor for forty-one years. Uh, I just recently retired. I'll uh, be retired for two years uh, this January, and so it's been quite an adjustment for me. Uh, and but it's it's been good. I, I, I've even learned a lot since I've been retired. And uh, our our youngest son, Jim, is a member here, and he talked a lot about Redeemer. And so I told my wife, I said, I'd really like to go to Redeemer. And she said, I would too, why don't we just go there? This is a Saturday night conversation, by the way. And so the next, that Sunday morning, we, we were at Redeemer, and we've been here ever since. And we'll complete two years in January. And uh, it's really been a blessing to us. Uh, we've never been in a church this large and to have this many people around us and this many young families is such an encouragement. Uh, and then um, we were just getting to know people and the pandemic hit. And now we, <laughs> we've all been separated and every now and then we'll see a familiar uh, face uh, at the parking deck. But it's so good to be back with brothers and sisters in Christ in worship. Uh, we we miss that. Uh, Forty-one years of worshiping, and preaching, and leading in worship, uh, and then nothing. And that's that's that was hard. That was and and still is. But coming back and um, being back together. Uh, even though now we're masked and we're six feet apart but just just being there and and with brothers and sisters in Christ in the presence of the Lord we thought when we retired we would never find a church home but we were wrong God provided redeemer for us the very next day and we're just we're just so thankful to be here and being a part of the of the family here at Redeemer uh, it's, it's been an interesting time as it has been for everyone. I remember, I think it, toward the end of February, first of March, when I first heard of this pandemic in China. And um, I thought, well, that'll never be here. It's halfway around the world. And next thing I know, it's all over our country. And then, then the next thing happens is we, uh, We're quarantined, and the churches are closed, and everything else is closed. And I thought, good night, I can't believe this. And then they started telling us all the details about the age groups. And once again, you know, we know at some point in time we're going to die, but the reality of facing death is totally different other than just talking about it. And then uh, working uh, in a funeral home uh, we're exposed to those who have died. We've had several services of those who have died and dealing with their families. And so it's one thing to talk about death, it's another thing to be faced with it. And, and, uh, and it, it, during this time, uh, I don't know when I came to this depth of understanding, but the first four words in Genesis 1 are powerful. In the beginning, God. And the name God there is Elohim, and it means first, omnipotent, and in charge. And when, when I, this pandemic hit, I, uh, I thought about in the beginning, God. And I thought, well, God is sovereign in all things, including this. And if that's the way he's going to choose to call me to himself, then that's going to be good. So I'm going to trust him in this as well. I I see for me personally, uh, it's, it's like, trust me. Trust me. And, um, and I remember praying and thinking, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you now. Come on. And, and you get this still quiet voice. When I hear that still quiet voice, I know I've messed up. And he says, really, are you really trusting me? And I realize, no, I'm very frustrated. And, um, I say one thing, but my heart is something else. And that refining, boy, he has really burned a lot in my heart of self-confidence and handling everything. And uh, I've always trusted the Lord. But this seems to be deeper and covers more of my life. I'm beginning to see more and more you're not in control. God is really in control, and uh, uh, He he has done this and continues to do this, but God has provided everything that we've needed, He's provided for us. and uh, He just continuously says, trust me in this, trust me. He did it for all of our lives. And that human element steps in, you know, and says, now how, how are you going to provide for, for your needs? And you don't have a job now, you're retired. And I'm, I'm learning in deeper ways. God, you can trust Him. He says, I'll never leave you and forsake you. He does it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. And He does it. And in that sense, my faith has been, and Mary Ellen's have been strengthened far greater than we thought it would be. I've really focused a lot on uh, 1 John chapter one, particularly verse three. In 1 John, as you know, John is writing about personally being with Jesus and you read that you can you can sense the excitement in him and he said that which we have seen and heard we proclaim to you that you may have fellowship with us and that our fellowship is with the father and his son Jesus Christ. And that has really been on my heart this week. And you have to define the word fellowship. Some believers understand fellowship to be covered dish suppers and ice cream suppers and all that. But the Greek word koinonia means intimate, close relationship. And as the Holy Spirit led John to write that, he said that you may have fellowship with us, that you may have this close relationship with us. Meaning brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what the church is. Joel says all the time our church family. And that's so important. Uh, And I mentioned earlier about not being together and then coming together and it's the koinonia, it's having that closeness which the world does not understand, it's a spiritual closeness, it's a peace and love and joy that only comes with a personal relationship with Christ and John goes on to say in that chapter in verse 3, and our fellowship is indeed with the Father and the Son Jesus Christ, and our fellowship hinges on our relationship with Christ and the Father and then our relationship with one another. When you, when you study the scriptures and you find words repeated in verses, that word is, is emphasized and you find the word fellowship twice in, in verse 3. And he's really talking about the, the closeness the close-knit fellowship of a church, and that's very important. And, and right at the heart of it, in that verse, right at the heart of it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit's not mentioned, but it's the Holy Spirit that puzzles it all together. And I've just been very, very joyful in reflecting on, on the, that verse in particular out of 1 John. Fellowship is so crucial. And uh, and 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 you know we're told in Hebrews not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, and we shouldn't. We should look for opportunities to have that intimacy, that koinonia, that we thrive off of, that we encourage each other just by one another's presence. Uh, It's so important. So important. You know, Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. The word tribulation there means stress. And we're going to have stress in this life. And I think, uh, I know it's not going to last forever. And and I know that God is in charge of it. And he's not going to put more on us than we can bear. First Corinthians 10, 13. And uh, and uh, Peter, uh, First Peter, chapter one, talks about uh, going through trying times, if need be. Uh, when I was in seminary, there was this mindset of uh, if you if you were not suffering, you were not a Christian. And I thought, wait a minute, well, what about First Peter? If necessary. You're going through the trying times. And my my hope is, is always in Christ, and especially in trying times, because he knows when we need to be tried, and he knows the degree in which we need to be tried. And he's not going to break us. He might, we might think we're going to break, but he's not going to do that. And so I know that this is a very difficult and trying time on everybody. But those of us who are believers in Christ and know the scripture, that's, that's a key thing, you've got to know the scripture. You know God's sovereign, God's in control, and God's using this in, in my life to refine me. And this is what I need To have a closer, intimate relationship with Christ and maybe to be used by him in the lives of others. So God is not doing something to me. God is growing me or refining me. And this too will come to pass. And we'll all be better and stronger as a result of it. But would I choose it? No way. That's why God's sovereign and I'm not. That's the good news.